the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure. Because every voice matters. Hello, welcome to AV Nation's Women in AV podcast. I am here today with Kelly Perkins from The Farm, and she is also the Avixa Women's Council local leader in Dallas, and also Tammy Fuqua, who is the chair of the Avixa Women's Council, and she is with QSC. And I'm sad to say Erica Carroll, my co-host, is not here today, but I think my guests more than make up for it because I've got some industry favorites here, I think. So today we wanted to talk about volunteer work, and that's why I chose you two. Um, Kelly's boss actually has called her the Mother Teresa of volunteering, <laughs> and if you know awesome. anything about the Evics and Women's Council... Being the chair is quite a bit of volunteer work, so I would like to talk to you both today about what drives you and all that. So I'm actually going to start with uh, Tammy talking about how you got involved with the Avixa Women's Council. I don't know that story, so if you could, oh. yeah, if you could please let me know. Yeah, um, about almost seven years ago now, uh, there was a budding new group forming in Southern California, and I found out about it and went to my first meeting and got there and was like, I got to stick with this a little bit because it was one of the first instances I had of being in a room full of women that were in the AV industry. So that was kind of a very uncommon, um, seven years ago. And, um, well, in some places it still is very uncommon. Um, and then about, let's see, in January of 2020, I was made the co-chair to the Southern California, um, group. And then last year was, um, appointed as the, uh, the chair to the council. So yeah, it's, um, as you kind of alluded to, it's, I think the biggest question I get from people is like, how much do you get paid from Avixa? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> it is completely volunteer. Um, so it's definitely a labor of love. Yeah, I think that people see, I know that Kelly can speak to this as a local leader as well. They see how much work we do just as local leaders. So I think they assume that we get some kind of stipend or something or even a tax break for volunteering. And we definitely don't. It's you got to really want it for what it is. So, uh, Kelly, I actually want to talk to you about um, you had a local. We'll talk about the greater uh, virtual Avixa Women's Council event yesterday. But you had a local event that was charity related. So can you talk to us about your local Dallas event yesterday? Yeah, I'm co-chair for the local Dallas Avixa uh, Women's Council group here uh, alongside Catherine Cordina with Sound Control Technologies. And um I've been doing it for, I guess, about a, a year now, maybe. I don't even know. I think it has been a year, over a year, maybe a little okay. over a year. A little over a year. Um, and we have just, we have a great group of women locally here in the DFW area. And they're always willing to get together and lend a hand and network. And, you know, we, we participated in the Rosie Riveters um, initiative that you had started, Jennifer. And it, it I don't know, International Women's Day, for us, it's like volunteering is just like 
an easy, it's an easy go-to and it's something that gives back to our community, right? So when it came to International Women's Day, it's like, we could do a networking event or we could meet here, or have something hosted there. And I was like, no, let's just, let's just get a group together and give back to the community. So we reached out to a couple organizations and we found one in Plano, which is the a suburb of Dallas. And yeah, we spent the morning um, packing up and going, well, unpacking, organizing clothing for a little boutique, um, a boutique side of a food pantry. So they offer, it's called Minnie's Food Pantry and they have a food pantry on one side. So a couple of the gals were over there handing out crates of food to people as they drove through. And then we organized um, like a bunch of clothing and items in the boutique next door where folks can come and buy, uh, buy um, different items that they need, whether it's toiletries or clothing or stuff for their garden. They have this whole cool little store. So profits from there go back to the food pantry and it's all at discounted prices. So yeah, it was, it was great. And it's again, nice to just give back to the community. Yeah. And what a great way to network together and connect with each other because you're all there for a common cause. And, uh, Tammy, it's kind of a funny story when, uh, Erica and I flew to Dallas for the Rosie Riveters packing party for her Vixen Women's Council. And, Kelly was actually coming from another charity event. What were you doing that day, Kelly? Awesome. Oh, yeah, that was that Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I try and do, I don't, like, I take on too much stuff. Sometimes I need to (laughs) probably step back. But I do Meals on Wheels on Tuesdays. (laughs) So, yeah, it was her second charity event of just the day. (laughs) I love the aspect of that you put it into action. Like, we've done a couple of things where we've, um, you know, had people bring in food donations for Thanksgiving, or we've um, done a diaper drive. Um, But that's so much more actionable to be there in person doing something for um, the people that were there. So I mean, I just love that aspect of it of, of, of being there in person and making it an action. And yesterday, the place we went to yesterday was so cool, because like, we literally roll up, and the weather was kind of crappy. But um, they had these like tents set up outside and they had one of those giant JBL like monitors sitting out front blaring like 2000s like hip hop. It was awesome. So like it was just yeah. like, it was fun. It was so funny yeah. we, when we got done, when we got done with the event, it was everyone's like, we got to come back here. We got to come back here. I'm like, this is awesome. It's just a cool <laughs> so thing. Yeah. yeah. Anything that motivates to continue the the giving. That's, that's so great. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, Tammy, I want to talk about your virtual, the, all of the Evixen Women's Council virtual event yesterday. Um, I was able to attend, and what I found the most interesting and really cool, and I think it just speaks to your personality, um, I find you such a warm, friendly, like I think you volunteer your personality to the Evixen Women's Council. You're so amiable, you. you're so warm, you're so kind, It's just it just radiates from you. And when I was in my breakout sessions, so we had breakout sessions where we all got to answer a question about the Evixa Women's Council and what we could do for equity. And in my breakout session, there was not a single woman in there that I knew, and they were all new members. And I just assumed I'd be in a breakout session with like everyone I always see. (laughs) And so it was really cool that it was three or four other women that I had never met before, and they told me they were brand new. And I think that speaks to you, Tammy. So do you want to tell us more about yesterday and how it was? Wow, you're about to make me cry. I'm first of all, I'm a big crybaby anyways, but um no, I mean that's so 
wonderful to hear, first of all, because, um, you know, the, after uh, the pandemic, things have been a bit of a struggle, I admit. Um, so to hear there were so many new people that were coming to kind of check things out is is very inspiring for me. And now I said all that, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> so, I just wanted you to talk about the event and how oh, okay. it was very successful, I got to say. Yeah, you know, it was something that um, up until about two weeks ago, I think it was, we were just going to do a breakout session and like a talk. And then we um, had this recommendation of Talia DeSantos to come in and do a talk on DEI. And actually she even added a letter that I hadn't heard before, DEIB. So the B is um, belonging. And um, she just had this really great positive energy and um, she could relate to what we go through because she came from a military background where, you know, also very male dominated. Uh, So she just brought a lot to the conversation and I almost wanted to just stay on her Q&A afterwards because it was so enriching to hear everyone get involved and want to see more DEIB in um, in the industry. So it was... It was a really great event, and um, I do uh, admire that all the groups stayed and they um, tackled through the questions, and then we came back together and refocused and, and talked about those questions, which all centered around the same subject or mostly equity. So it was it for me. I I went away with it um, thinking it was a very successful event. Well, speaking of male-dominated industries, I know that I don't know if a lot of people know this about you that you're very very involved in your church. Is that male dominated as well? I don't, I don't know much about it. Yeah. So, um, involved is probably an understatement. Um, for, yeah. and this is uh, probably many people don't know this about me. Um, I'm an ordained minister. Um, and it's not the kind that you went online and got the paper to marry your friends. Um, I actually, um, I started, I started my, um, undergrad work in human services, which is kind of where I got that, um, that desire to want to do more volunteer work because that was what a lot of my undergrad was. And then I did a three-year program in theology and now I'm currently getting my master's in pastoral theology. Um, I say all this because, um, yes, I, the, it's a Catholic, I'm a Catholic deacon. And so some people are scratching their heads at home because in the Roman Catholic faith, women cannot be ordained. Um, but, um, I'm in the independent Catholic movement, which allows for, um, women to be ordained, um, priests to be married, um, LGBTQ rights, things like that. Um, and yes, most of the clergy that are in the independent Catholic movement are all ex-Roman Catholic priests who are men. So, um, so yes, I, I, I'm coming from a career that is male dominated and going into, um, a, a life of service that is also male dominated. So it's, it's an interesting um, it's been an interesting journey. That's such a beautiful testament to change, though, that you can, you're an ordained minister in a religion that previously <laughs> it wasn't allowed. And so it, that makes me feel good. I know that it's not exactly the same thing, but it does make me feel like we can change our world a little bit and have a little bit more gender equality if we can do it in the places where it was illegal. We can do it where it should be not something that I talk a lot about just because, um, I don't want anyone to see me differently. You know, I'm still Tammy accuracy doing, um, you know, developer work, but, um, but yeah, it's something I do on the side to help, um, feed that social justice. 
No, it's huge. And I, yeah, I wish you would talk about it more because it's like <laughs> such a cool side of you. So I do understand having that fear of will people see me differently, but it's such a beautiful thing you do there. So don't be afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. That's cool. <laughs> And Kelly, can you talk more about just how you get involved with different volunteer aspects and how other people can? Because you were just involved in so many volunteer projects, when I, just from what I see on social media and stuff. How did, when did that start in your life? Were you, have it been this way since you were a kid or what's the deal? I was trying to think of, when you asked me that in that email, I was trying to think of when it kind of actually started. And I think a lot of it was, I grew up, I grew up in with like a single mom and she worked full time. So we never really, we never went to church. I wasn't really like in sports or like any organization. So it's like, as I got older and I started working in like the service industry, you know, as like a cashier or a waitress or bartender or something, you start to feel this like community, right? You start to meet people within your community and you start to feel like you kind of belong somewhere. And so, I did a lot of service jobs throughout um, my college career. And then when I graduated and went into a full-time job, I feel like I kind of lost some of that. And I was like, I don't want to go back to bartending, you know, on the side or whatever. So then it was like, okay, so to get involved in my community, I started volunteering. And I think that's really kind of was a different outlet for me. Uh, I started volunteering. When I was at Vadio, I started volunteering at a food shelf that was down the street. And then I started getting involved in a nonprofit uh, community theater uh, and helped helped with them. And it just kind of, it's, it's probably very selfish, but it's just, for me, it's like, it's fun and I get to give back to the community, but I also get to learn from people that I wouldn't normally be around. You know, I, I feel like my life in a lot of ways is very surrounded by the AV industry, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and, and, I, and I love it and I'm, and I'm a big, it's a big part of my life. So I like to give back to that, but I also like to be able to give back locally, you know, to my community and get involved in things, um, where it's not just all AV stuff too. So, um, yeah, I, 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 and I, I like to give back, you know, it's, it's, it's treated me, the industry and, and, you know, every, everyone has treated me really well. So to give back just is like a no brainer, I guess. I think it's been cool that it's been a crossover that you've brought that to with you to the Avixa Women's Council because I know that the whole community thing. I also was a bartender before I started in the AV industry, and it we was kind of weird going from having a work family where you're all with each other twelve hours a day sometimes, and then you hang out after work, and that there's that community feeling. And then when I got into AV. Maybe it was because it was more male dominated. I didn't feel like I had much of community and that's why I joined the Evicts Women's Council. So it's cool that you also have that experience. It just shows that our stories with all these other women are more similar than we even know. Well, and I think too, like, you know, I work remote, my com like my coworkers are all remote really. And so it, for me, the Evicts Women's um, Council has, has provided an outlet to get together with other you know, similar minded women in the area and, you know, exchange ideas, brainstorm, discuss, you know, what's going on and, and in an in-person, you know, in an in-person way, I guess, which is also nice. 
Yeah, going back to just a few things that you talked about, maybe there's this um, this pattern because I also did a lot of service jobs when I was, um, you know, first out of high school, then going into college. Um, you know, maybe that's the one of the common threads of that, like having that type of job because um, there is that camaraderie of working those jobs, with, you know, because they're, they're tough jobs. I mean, I feel like I've always said that I think everyone has to do some type of service job um, so you know what it's like working with the public, um, cause the public can be super cruel. So, um, but I think too, it builds that community. And then when I wasn't working those kind of jobs anymore, um, I think maybe the, you know, quote unquote church life was my replacement for community. Cause that's what, what that's all about is, is the community to, um, aspect of, of being there. Um, so yeah, maybe there's just like that common thread of, um, you know, working for customer service type related jobs that, that bring in that, that aspect maybe. Yeah. And not everyone can do it. I, I did a bartending and serving in Boca Raton, Florida. So there were some <laughs> difficult customers, I've got to say. Imagine. So yeah, I don't know that everyone could necessarily do that job. So maybe there is some, we would have to break it down into some kind of social experiment that we all mm-hmm. definitely have some kind of personality trait where we are able to handle it. And then when it's gone, I guess we crave that community and giving back or servitude or something. Mm-hmm. It's just working from home is so isolating. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't it know. Can be. And, and it's, for me, it's just to be able to get out into the community and do something is really like necessary. <laughs> it's my personality, yeah. I guess. It's funny. I was just having that conversation last, uh, yesterday about, um, you know, the work from home culture and how you're, you're kind of isolated. And I said, yeah, anytime I feel like I, I haven't talked to anybody, I just pick up my phone and like call a customer or something. Cause that'll feed that at least I'm talking to someone, but you're right. Working from home is, is, is different. So it's, um, going out and finding that human interaction and volunteerism is a perfect way of doing that. Yeah, it gives you, it gives back to yourself in a way because it gives you energy. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I as well work from home. So sometimes for, I don't know why, but around four or five o'clock, I have this extreme exhaustion from being in virtual meetings and from just being Uh on the, working from home and being alone. And then when I go somewhere like Infocom, I, at the end of the day, I can't even believe it's five o'clock. I'm like buzzing with so much energy. And I know that's the energy of the convention and everything, but I think it's also just the human interaction. Do you guys get that same feeling or am I crazy? (laughs) Yeah. I just feel significantly more like dead after events now. (laughs) But maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, yesterday after all the activities and and things, I was just so drained. Those kind of of, um, like being on um, really drained me after, you know, a day of it. And probably like the same thing with Infocom. Like I feed off of the energy of the day. And then once the day is over, it's just total crash. Um, So I I understand like that feeling of, and and Kelly, maybe to your point, I am getting a lot older. So the, you know, 3 a.m. Infocom, um, you know, stay out all night are not happening anymore. I can't do it. But um, it's, uh, it's definitely, I think there's that feed of energy when you're there on the floor for sure. 
Yeah, I always tell people you just need to experience one Infocom show hungover for the day to never ever do it again. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It just totally takes that agree. one time and then you mm-hmm. go to bed on yeah. time like a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know whenever anyone's trying to like coax me to come out, I'm like, no, I've got, uh, you know, a 7 a.m. start. I'm not going to stay out till three. No, I can't do it. <laughs> so, no. I, well, I was at the NSEA BLC last week and it took me three days to recover and I didn't even stay out late. It was just like being on for three days in a row and, and, you know, from like 7.30 in the morning till, I don't know, probably like 10 o'clock at night. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> well, we're out of practice too. I think that, that has a lot to do with it. We just got so used to not doing that all the time. You're, it's not like riding a bike, I guess. I will totally agree with you on that because after ISE, I said, I'm going to have to get myself in Infocom shape because uh, this was ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with everything. So, and, and that to me wasn't as hard as Infocom is for me. Um, but there is the late night dinners, which I, I, I couldn't do. I mean, it's like when you're used to eating dinner early and then like dinner starts at nine and goes for like two oh, hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it'll be fun to see, you know, how, how things go for Infocom. Yeah, do we have um, a speaker set up or anything yet? Can you tell us any, leak us any information? Ooh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. I'll be happy to um, share that this year's speaker for the breakfast is um, Dr. Tarika Barrett with um, Girls Who Code. So uh, we so were thrilled to be able... I know. I'm so excited that she's going to be our keynote this year. Um, you know, it ties into the industry so perfectly. And um, I think it's just going to be a fantastic um, speaker. And, um, you know, the events committee ha- has already started working really hard um, for the breakfast. Um, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that breakfast is being planned months in advance. So um, we're already starting to get sponsors. Uh, we're um, hopefully having a few surprise things. And um, yeah, but the keynote, we're just, we're so jazzed to have her. Yeah, that's really exciting. Oh, so I'm trying to get back on the volunteer topic because we strain <laughs> <laughs> so much. Well, I can share some of the um, volunteerism I'm doing now, I guess, if you'd like. Please. Um, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, well, so one thing to know is like during the Lenten season, which we're in right now, um, it's not just about, you know, what you're giving up like your chocolate or, you know, whatever things you're, you're giving up for the 40 days. Um, it's also about outreach, um, to those that in need. So I've chosen this year to do my volunteering with, um, an organization called Hive. Um, it's a local youth program here in, um, Santa Ana, which is, um, in an underserved area of, um, Orange County. And uh, they do things like, um, uh, after school programs, uh, something called Explorers Club, where they take the kids out to um, different places. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised. Santa Ana is only about 10 miles from the beach, and most of the kids have never seen the beach before. Um, you know, so it's it's things like that that should, you know, help them um, see that there's other things than their small neighborhood that they live in, um, which is amazing. And, um, and uh, then the... Program is in a kind of a rundown um, building, so we're going to be doing some uh, some 
construction projects around the, the building to help, um, you know, get like classrooms painted or, or, um, you know, just small projects to help them, uh, maintain some things. So, yeah, I feel really passionate about being able to help, um, kids and, and families. So, um, and a lot of these kids are, um, from immigrant families and their parents are working two or three jobs and they rarely see the parents. So, um, this is a way for them to learn different life skills, um, that, you know, maybe they're not le- we're learning at home because their parents are not there. Wow. That's really awesome of you. Do you have anything you're working on right now, Kelly? My biggest, um, initiative is probably save sustainability and AV that I put a lot of time and effort into, <laughs> um, Along with the rest of the, the rest of the board and committees, um, it's a or it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization that Christina De Bono um, founded about a little over a year ago. Uh, we launched it at Infocom last year officially, and it um, it's really to bring stakeholders in the AV industry together to take a concerted effort to achieve the twenty thirty sustainable development goals which are goals that were created by um, all of the nations that participate in the UN. Um, And they came up with these goals and specifically for our industry is goal number 12, which is uh, responsible uh, sourcing, production, recycling, repurposing of equipment. Um, So we've just been Christina Bono along with Debbie Williamson of Tempest Technologies, um, Joe Perez and Twee Toe of ClearTech um, and a couple other folks. We've been really trying to just put together the, the framework of this organization um, and looking for volunteers. This is another shameless plug. Um, <laughs> could be who are interested in the topic and uh, folks that would like to sponsor us or even anybody that's really, you know, interested in sustainability and AV or has a corporate social responsibility plan in place. Um, I know we spoke with the QSC folks at ISE, and they were very interested and we're probably going to use your studio uh, in Costa Mesa to shoot some videos and stuff, which is super cool. Um, But yeah, that's really, that's probably the biggest initiative um, working on, on at the moment. So hopefully you guys will hear, hear more about that. Yeah, that's a huge sustainability. I think every company within our industry should be interested in that. And I wish we could have some kind of pact that they could sign that they are dedicated to sustainability. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you come down to the Costa Mesa area, Kelly, and you do not tell me, I'm going to be very upset with you. (laughs) I will definitely tell you. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a couple of things I have to do there, so I will definitely call you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Costa Mesa office is about 15 minutes from me. So, um, and matter of fact, I was just there. Oh my gosh. What's today? Thursday. Um, I was there on Tuesday. Yeah. I think it was Tuesday. Um, not that that really matters. Um, we were doing a a video and they were just like, um, Hey, we need some extras. You know, we know you're close to the office. Come down. I was like, okay. (laughs) But then I was supposed to like sit there and pretend like I was running a meeting and I'm like, how do you do that without talking? And I'm not an actor, so I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So I'm just like, and they're like, what are you doing? I said, well, you said to talk, but don't talk. And then they're like, okay. <laughs> so I must have looked too seriously. I, <laughs> I know, I guess so. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. So you won't be getting any extras work lately. That's I, not going to be a side project of yours. Don't <laughs> think I'm going to win an Oscar anytime soon. No. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Ready? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I think also something to be noted as far as our volunteer work goes is I think all of our companies have been really cool about allowing us to be as involved as we are in our side projects and our, for me, it's been a Vixen Women's Council, it's been Wave It, it's been any of the Rosie Riveters, any of the side projects I've had. There's never any, hey, aren't, aren't supposed to be working type thing. And I know for QSC, <laughs> they must go, wow, chair of the Vixen Women's Council, that's a lot of work, but they still fully support you through that. Yeah, I'm really always um, astounded by how supportive um, QSC is about, um, you know, the, the work I've been doing, um, you know, to the point where one of my, my well, my boss's boss um, posted yesterday and was actually like thanking me for my work that I do. So um, QSIS is definitely Aww. very, I said QSIS, QSC, QSIS, um, <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato. Um, they've been so amazing and supportive and i even got a bit a group of them to do uh the embrace equity um picture this week so yeah i i feel like i've landed at the the best job ever so um and not just because i got them to pose on a picture but because they support um women in the industry <laughs> and um you know they just have been incredibly supportive and um they're actually you know i hope i'm not giving away something that i'm not supposed to be giving away but they are going to be one of the sponsors for the breakfast which just thrilled me so oh cool, oh, cool. that's super supportive and same for you kelly at the farm as i said earlier your boss called you the mother Teresa of av at- <laughs> he actually called me the mother effing Teresa. yeah i was gonna leave that we'll keep it there <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he did. <laughs> Extra emphasis on that. This is so the been PG-13. Yes. Right. No, I, I, yeah, they're super supportive. I mean, John has been involved in, uh, he's been doing volunteer work for years and years, you know, so he, he gets it and he is 100% behind it along with everybody else at the organization. So it's, it's awesome. It's right. good. That's awesome. Well, we're uh, about hitting the 30 minute mark. So I'm going to just, we could, I think, talk about volunteer work and International Women's Day and all that all evening. But I'm going to let you guys let everyone know how they can get in touch with you. So Tammy, where can people find you? Uh, sure. You can reach me on LinkedIn or my, and I tease about this every time, my very original Twitter handle, which is Tammy Fuquay 3 I don't know who one, two are, but Tammy Fuquay 3 um, And you can email me as well, which is Tammy Fuquay at QSC.com. All right. How about you, Kelly? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter is Kelly P. Perkins. Um, and you can reach out at the farm, Kelly at thefarmav.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You you volunteered your time to talk to me today about volunteership, <laughs> and I super appreciate that. Like I said earlier when we started, I think you are two fan favorites in the AV industry, so it's really thank great you. that I got you both on today, and I would like to say on record, I miss Erica very much. So, Aw, we miss you I too, will, Erica. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get you guys back again with Erica. So yeah, thanks for joining us today. 